0: I don't even remember what day of the week it was, but the world almost came to an end this week. It did, apparently, for a good number of hours, almost six hours, because we didn't have Facebook or Instagram or WhatsApp. There was a network configuration problem. What stands in the way of your relationship with God? At first glance, we can look at this story and say, well, that's just really about the wealthy, and I'm not wealthy, so I don't need to worry about it. But that's not really the point of the story. This is a guy who has committed his life to following the commandments. God tells us the commands are not burdensome. But when Jesus gives him the challenge to do the thing that will lead to a deeper relationship with him, the man goes away sad. The things he owned, he, they possess him. He can't take the next step. Now, to be sure, as the divine Son of God, Jesus must have known something about this young man. He must have known that there was this aspect of his life where he was holding back in his relationship with God. What gets in the way of our relationship with God? Certainly, I mentioned social media, and for many, that is a big problem. It takes up a lot of time. I uh, teach a class, I asked the students this week to just kind of indicate, if they would, how much time they spend on their phone, because, uh, at least with an iPhone, I suspect with Android as well, you can find out not only how much time you spend on your phone each day, but what you do when you're there. It was hours and hours every day. Now, I'm not surprised. It is many things. But does it make it less likely for us to have that reflective relationship with God that is necessary to come to know Jesus? We know there are other things our job can get in the way of our relationship with God. Imagine if God said, maybe you need to take another job, one perhaps that doesn't pay as much but lets you spend more time with the people that you love and those who love you. Maybe it's some kind of hobby that gets in your way with the relationship with God. Maybe it's Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu or Roku or whatever it is, the television, movies, maybe they get in the way of your relationship with God. What is it that holds you back from going where Jesus wants you to go? There is no more important question, I think, than when uh, we get asked, what does Jesus call you to be? Who does Jesus call you to be? It's not something that just happens by itself. God certainly wants this powerful relationship with us, but we have to be open to it. We have to place ourselves in the presence of God to actually have this relationship with him. The important thing, I think, in our lives is not to settle for knowing about Jesus, It's very easy to know about Jesus. As we hear these Gospel stories Sunday after Sunday, we probably even recognize that we've heard many of them over and over again. We may have been very attentive in those spaces where we were taught about Jesus. We were taught about how to memorize this prayer or that prayer. We were taught about the various devotions in the church. And all of these things are good as far as they can take us. But as we learn from this young man, they can't take us into a deep, fulfilling relationship with Jesus by themselves. You see, because each of us has this question that we need to figure out in our own life. And what we're asking God for is given to us in the first reading today. Wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to see the world as God sees the world, not as we do. You look at the lives of many of the saints. They started down one path and God dramatically altered the course of their life and that led them to holiness. For St. John Baptist de La Salle, for example, he was well on his way to being a bishop in the church. He was a man of means. He came from a family of means. But he saw the needs of the poorest children in France and it changed his entire life. Are you willing to take that chance to let God change your very life? You see, if we can do those things, then the word of God becomes living and effective. If we can actually make in our lives a promise to say, Yes, God, I will follow you wherever you lead. I will say, Lord, to whom shall I go? You alone have the words of eternal life. And if this word, this this word of God, becomes living and effective, then what we receive in our lives is really powerful. Now, I should say there may be some of you that do know Jesus, not just about Jesus, but know Jesus. And one of the things that's important for those of us who know Jesus is that we can't keep it a secret. We can't say, well, I've got this wonderful relationship with God and good for me. We must, because of our baptism, go and share the good news. Jesus says to his disciples at the end of the Gospel of Matthew, Go, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm going to be honest, we Catholics aren't very good at this sharing of the faith part. I don't know about you, but sometimes I even I have to think. You know, I'm a priest, you'd think that would come because I stand up here and talk about Jesus a lot. But the real value is in that personal conversation, where because of the quality of your life, People ask questions because they want what you have. The difficulties, the challenges, the struggles, they want what you have. A way to get through the brokenness, the pain, the difficulties. To embrace those wonderful and awesome moments where all seems right with the world. Where they might be tempted to ask, is this all there is? Or is there more? What is it that Jesus is calling you to do? What is the one more thing that he says you need to do? Pray deep within yourself to ask Jesus for the grace to say, Yes, Lord, I will follow you wherever you lead.